Okay, welcome back to the Author Speaker Podcast, brought to you by the Author Speaker Academy, AuthorSpeakerAcademy.com, where we have 30 plus in, uh, hours of training on speaking and becoming a professional author speaker, and uh, so many things in detail that we talk about in this podcast. So today we're going to talk about developing your writing skills and uh, everything that goes along with that. And I want to give you the philosophy first, uh, at least my philosophy, and you can decide whether you think this has validity or not. After being a speaker author for t- basically 25 years full time, I found that, and, and not all speakers agree with this, just so you know, even top speakers. I found that writing is the key to the whole thing, to being a successful author speaker. I think writing your material is the key to the whole thing because you you basically end up speaking about what you write about. So it really starts with speaking. It's kind of the chicken of the egg thing, right? I think the, the writing becomes fir- or comes first and the speaking is and, and basically an extension of the of the writing. So writing is important. Now, if you're saying, well, I'm not a good writer, you know, I don't have that writing skill, well, understand that it's a skill and you can develop it. You can learn it. You can take courses. You can get mentoring. You know, I, men- I mentor a, a small group of, of people writing books. Uh, right, I'm doing that right now. Uh, they're learning how to write for the personal development success, uh, what I call the success genre, which is about a $15 billion industry uh, where people, uh, basically personal development people, people that want to get better, both personally and professionally. And there's a style of writing for that genre, and that's my 12 books are all for that genre. And I've sold you know, almost 2 million books now. And uh, so we've had some success there. And so I, I author, I, I, I mentor people in the, in the author world. Um, and so that you can learn how to do this. Like even just teaching people how to write these books, you can learn how to, how to this is a set of skills. Some people have more talent than others, but um, like in anything, but you can learn writing skills. And if you can't, you can always do dictation, stuff like that on your computer or you know iPad or phone or whatever. But I would suggest to you to learn to be as good a writer as you can be. Because remember, like Mark Victor, Victor Hansen said years ago, the greatest thing about the speaking business is it's not over until you die. <laughs> it's, it's a funny quote, but he's totally right. I mean, Bill Gove lasted until he was almost 90 years old. He was writing and speaking. Bob Proctor, who we just lost recently, you know, was 87. He was still going strong three weeks before he died. He told me he, was, he felt better than he'd ever felt. He was going forward. I mean, you know, just pounding it at 87. Felt like he was just getting started after almost 60 years in the business. Pretty crazy. So this is a business that no one retires from. You know, it's like they say, you know, speaker, author, speakers don't retire. They die. You know, I mean, really, because like I said to Bob Proctor maybe two years ago, I said, you know, when when do you think you – I was just teasing him, really. I knew the answer, but I like teasing him. We had that kind of relationship for 25 years. And I said, you know, when I said this retirement thing, Bob – I called him Uncle Bob. I said, Uncle Bob is is not really working out for you. You you really haven't succeeded at the retirement thing. And he goes, we kidded about this for years. And he said, he goes, retire to what? He goes, I'm living my dream. He goes, why would I ever want to do anything else? What are you going to go do? And we had talked about that years ago. And we about retired. He says, what would you rather be doing than writing and speaking? I mean, it's like the greatest thing in the world for people that want to do it, you know? And uh, that's true for me. I don't know how you feel about it. But if you're listening to this podcast, you, you probably have some strong feelings. This is what we do, you know? So my point of saying this all, all this is that it's worth learning the skill of writing. Yeah, I'm not saying you're going to be Ernest Hemingway. You don't have to be. And you don't, frankly, you don't have to be a great writer to write a personal development book. I think the better writer you are, the better the book's going to be. No question. The average personal development book sells 250 copies. 250. 
lifetime. Okay, so if you write a personal development book and sell 10,000 copies over the course of your lifetime or the lifetime of the book, you are a tremendous success because most of them don't sell. And there's a lot of reasons for it we really won't get into because that's not really the topic of the show. We'll maybe do it on another show. But for this show, I just want to encourage you to take if – you're, if you're a good writer, then that's fine. I'd still suggest that you, st- you read all the time because one of the best ways to improve your writing is to read, read, read. And I'm not talking about novels. I'm talking about personal development books if, if you're in the nonfiction genre. And if you're listening to this, you probably are. If you're an author speaker, you're not speaking about novels typically. You might be, but it's unusual. So – you're talking about things that you're reading and you believe and you're writing in books and blog posts and all the rest of it. Write, write, write. Best way to get to be a better writer is to write. It's like speaking. Yes, you need to learn a series of skills in speaking. That's why we have the Bill Gove Workshop. You know, that's that Bill Gove Speech Workshop. If you haven't been to speechworkshop.com, go to speechworkshop.com. Do yourself a favor and learn the Bill Gove system. If you already got the Bill Gove system down, then what you're doing is you're, you're working on those skills every single day. And the more you practice those skills, the better you're going to get. And once you know what you're doing, it's like it's just like you know, speaking and writing are the same. Once you have the skills and you even at the basic level, the best thing you can do is exercise those skills. And that means doing it. That means speaking as much as you can, as often as you can. When you're speaking and you don't know what you're doing, that's really a bad mistake. It's like I you know, played tennis for years. I came up on the National Junior Tennis Circuit and then played college, of course, Division I, and then, and then pro for two years. And that's all about skills. It's all about skills. And the worst, then I taught tennis, of course, and the worst thing you can do is go out and try to play tennis and do it on your own and not learn the skills because you could spend 20 years doing that and you'll never get any better. I mean, you'll get a tiny bit better in the beginning, and that's it. And you'll play the same game you did 20 years ago because you're, you're, you're doing the wrong things. It's like golf. It, this is not some simple thing to do. You know, writing books that sell for money is not the easiest skill to learn. You know, it's, it's something anyone can learn probably, but most anyone, but just like tennis or golf. But it's something you have to learn, and you typically have to be taught how to do it. Yeah, you know, even if you're talented, you typically have to understand the rules, the parameters, the grammar, all that kind of stuff. And same with speaking. So do yourself a favor and learn what you're supposed to do. And then once you know what you're supposed to do, like tennis or golf, then you do it. You just keep working on it. So writing is important. Knowing, knowing, you know, grammatical frameworks, how to structure structure sentences, um, how to put things together, how to how to write a book, article, blog post that flows, that's easy to read. Um, Og Mandino had a great quote years ago. He said, the harder a book or an article is to write, the easier it is to read. The harder it is to write, the easier it is to read. And that and that's a guy that sold 40 million books. So he knew something. And I encourage you to read Og Mandino books. That's, uh, the, the, my favorite is The Spellbinder's Gift. By Og Mandino, The Spellbinder's Gift. Great. It's a, it's a, it's a story, of a, a fictional story about a speaker. And so if you're a speaker, you'll love that book. It's not that well-known book, well-known of a book for Og Mandino. Uh, some of his other books are, are much better. Uh, you know, the Greatest Miracle in the World, Greatest Salesman in the World. Those kinds of books are much more popular. But The Spellbinder's Gift by Og Mandino, great book. But you read books like that and you understand why these people are, you know, sold millions of copies because they're just really easy to read. And so practice, practice, practice your writing. And the best way to do it is learn how to do it. Learn some rules. You can take classes. You can get mentorship. You can do whatever you want. Uh, find out, you know, some, some basic skills. Learn some basic skills and then practice, practice, practice just by writing every day. It's the best thing you can do. And so that includes blog posts, articles, um, you know, commenting, commenting on other people's blogs, commenting on YouTube videos, you know, that you like or you don't like, right? 
And then edit, 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 edit your writing every single day and see what you're doing right and wrong. And there's some basic things that uh, that make writing in this genre uh, a little bit different than than other genres. So if you're talking about we're talking about personal development, talking about the success genre, let's say people that want to get better, that's typically who listen to speakers and who reads those kinds of books. You're you're basically writing our basic audience. Seventy percent of our audience is a middle aged woman that reads at an eighth grade level. So let's say a forty or forty five year old woman who reads at an eighth grade level of comprehension. Doesn't mean she's eighth grade educated. It means she reads at an eighth grade level. Most people just don't go beyond an eighth grade comprehension, according to studies, because they don't read enough, and they just never, they just, they just don't get very good at it. You know, you you read a lot, you know, you get faster in reading, and your comprehension goes through the roof. It's like, an, again, it's another skill is reading. We don't think of it, you know, that often, probably for most of us. But um, you know, when you can consume article after article or book after book, it's because you've gotten good at doing it. You know, and if, and if you read a lot, you probably have not, it's probably been your success or your skill has been, has come along so gradually that you don't even recognize it. But I mean, I, the other day I was thinking about how many articles I read just on my phone in the course of a day. And it's usually 10 or 12 articles a day, just because, you know, I'm just looking through whatever I'm waiting to get my hair cut or I'm doing something where, you know, I've just got a little time to do, to look at my phone. And of course it's all on your phone. But the, the more you read, I can whip through an article pretty fast because that's, I've been reading since I was a child. I'm a lot. Uh, and, and so, and if you haven't read a lot, then you can start now. It's one of the best ways to learn how to write is when you read an article, when you read a blog post, when you, or you read comments on a YouTube video or, or anything else, ask yourself, is this well-written? Is it easy to read? It, do, do I have to stop and think about what the author is saying because it's not clear? Is the author repetitive? Do they use alliteration? All these little things, uh, grammatically, sentence structure, are the sentences too long? Are the sentences too short? Is, does the author use too many modifiers? You know, like, I, the, it was very, very hot outside. You could probably just say it was hot outside. You know, and you'll see, you'll start to see these repetitive things. Another good tip is um, take a class like on Udemy. You know, because there's services like that literally for 10 or 20 bucks. You can take a class by, by a college professor in, you know, sentence structure, uh, grammatical, you know, understand the, 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 you know, the Chicago School of uh, Struggle Manual of Style, which most editors in the U.S. use to edit books and articles. Uh, taking classes on those things online. I mean, it's unbelievable. It used to have to travel to, to a university to do this. Now you can take it for 20 bucks. It's kind of blows my mind. But those things all help because you're going to pick up little things and then write, 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 write. Because that really is the core of our speaking business is the writing. Because the more you write, the more you read, the more you study, the more you research, the more you have to say on stage. The more educated you are, the more you're worth at the end of the day. And then you start taking all your research, all your stuff, and writing it, right? Publishing it in a book, publishing it in articles, publishing it in blog posts, publishing it, you know, in video, even writing a script or just doing a script ad lib. Um, and you start coming up with solutions to problems for organizations or individuals. And that's how we get paid to speak. Really is what it is. We're bringing solutions, usually unique solutions, to problems for companies, organizations, individuals, you know, schools, churches, whatever your market is, and uh, and that a lot of that comes by reading.
you know, reading and writing. So just to wrap this in a, in a bow and, and for, the, for this, this episode, I would really develop your skills. Don't take the easy road that a lot of people take. I hear speakers tell me all the time, he says, Steve, you know, you're a writer. You've been writing since, what, you were six years old. You used to write for, I used to write short stories for magazines when I was a little kid. I always used to write. It was just my favorite thing to do. And so... You know, you've been doing this a long time and, you know, you've taught this to people and all these different things, you've written all these books and whatever. And so it's easy for you, but it doesn't come easy to me. You know, a lot of things, you know, I mean, I, I play I play guitar for 40 years. Not one thing I've ever done on guitar has ever come easy. Now, when I picked up a tennis racket, it all came easy. When I picked up a pen, it was pretty easy for me to write. But certain things like guitar never came easy to me. Whatever I got, whatever level I am, I earned every bit of that one because <laughs> I had to practice twice as hard as probably, you know, someone certainly with any decent amount of talent, which I never was born with with that. But um, but the bottom line is you can develop it. You know, I can still play songs. You know, I can, I can still sing and play songs. I used to play in a band. I wasn't very good, but I could play because I worked at it. You know, I, I had to work for everything for sure. I took classical in college. I took theory. I took all that stuff. I was never good at it, but I, but I did practice and I can, I've enjoyed it my whole life because I can actually do it. Not very well, but uh, well enough to play for myself, you know, maybe not for other people, but certainly not for money, but writing is the same thing. You can develop it and it's worth it. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't say, I, again, I have speakers say, oh, you know, I'm just going to get a ghostwriter. I'm just gonna have someone else write my stuff. Don't do that. I would not do that because remember, you're not going to retire at 65, you know, 65 or 70, or you're probably never going to retire in this business. Again, speakers don't retire. They die because it's too much fun. You know, you write an article, you write a book and it goes all over the world and you get emails from all over the world. Let me tell you something. If you haven't experienced that, that's a kick. That's a buzz. I, I got a guy that wrote me a letter the other day from jail, and, it, and this is not my first jail letter. Uh, I don't know why, but I've probably had over the years, I mean, without exaggeration, maybe 50 or 60, 70, something like that, letters from prisoners who've read my books in prison. So I'm big in the prison system, apparently, <laughs> whatever it is. But he got a copy of one of my books called How Rich People Think. And he wrote me this letter, and I just got it the other day. And he, he, he's in uh, jail till 2005 more years or something like that. And he wants to be a speaker, and he wants to be a writer, and he loved the book, and et cetera, et cetera. But my point is, is it's like, okay, I don't know this guy, right? You don't know this guy. And chances are we'll probably never meet. But somehow, like I've never been to jail. You know, I'm a tennis player. You know, tennis players typically don't go to jail. Uh, I'm just saying it's pretty rare, all right? Um Somehow that book made it into a prison cell, right? To a guy that's lived a pretty alternate life to mine. And he's reading that book. He's read that book and it's, he says it changed his life. Like I'm probably never going to meet this guy. And I mean, I know he's in jail and everything and, uh, and that's not good, but okay, well, you know, people deserve second chances, right? I mean, that's, we've all made mistakes and I don't know exactly what his, his whole thing is, but um, all I'm saying is, is that for this particular case, and this is going to happen with you too, if you write, it's going to make a difference. He said it changed his life. He wants to get out and, and, and do the same thing, and he wanted to let me know and those kinds of things. And we get those emails. Any author that sold you know, over 10,000 books, let's say, or maybe even less in their career, I'm not talking about in a year or a month, um, they've had those emails and, and letters. This was a letter in the mail. And because uh, I don't think he can email, but he doesn't have a computer. And in jail, I wouldn't think so anyway. And so this meant something to this person. You get those emails all the time. I get them all the time from all over the world, okay? doesn't mean everyone loves your books or is going to love everything you write, but the people that do will reach out and say, it changed my life. I love that book. And I've written letters to people too that I, because I've been such a big reader for my whole life. I've written probably, I don't know, 
I don't know, 25 letters, I suppose, to authors over the years and just said, this meant so much to me or emails or whatever now, you know, because it's a little bit different. It's easier to, to get to them now with social media. But my point of it is, is that why, you know, why wouldn't you want to get your ideas on paper, you know, on the internet, out there? So, the, it, so it goes around the world. And when it does, you're going to want it to be as good as you can possibly be. Because someone's life, some guy sitting in jail, let's say, or let's just say in more, in maybe a more mild case where they're feeling a sense of hopelessness. I've literally had 15 or 20 people tell me they were going to kill themselves. And because they read the 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class, that's always the book they reference. I don't know why for this, for the those people. It literally happened to me uh, six months ago, five months ago. Someone walked up to me in a seminar. I was giving a speech, and they handed me this letter and said, I was about to commit suicide, and I didn't because I read your book, 177 Mental Tough Secrets, and I'm alive because of it. That's literally the 15th or 20th one I've gotten in my career. You don't know where these books are going to go. You don't know who's sitting there hopeless, and then all of a sudden, you know, feeling hopelessness, a sense of hopelessness, and they read your book or your article or something, and they go, I suddenly feel a sense of hope. Like that's a big freaking deal, you know. I mean, like you're you're impacting someone's life. I'm not saying it's it's going to happen every day. I'm just saying writing is really important to people in this genre because we're not writing about flowers and trees and all kinds of novel things that would, I mean, things that, that you put in a novel. Those things are great and they're entertaining, but this is this is people's lives, you know. And some of people base their lives on some of the stuff that we write. I don't saying me. I'm saying we as a collective uh, industry as self help writers, you know. I based a lot of my life on books I've read. I mean, really, stuff you think that's the greatest thing I've heard. When I, you know, I read when I when Ayn Rand talked about, and I've talked about this in other in other episodes. I think when she talked about living an unrestricted existence, in 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 the Fountainhead, Ayn Rand. I thought that was the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's still one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life, and I've tried to live an unrestricted resistance. I, have, I mean, existence. I haven't totally succeeded. I've had some restrictions, but very few. <laughs> Very few. And that's where it came from. So she didn't know. I, you know, she died in 1981. I never got to meet Ayn Rand. But she's still impacting people today because she was a good writer. And she, she got out there and wrote. She didn't say, oh, I wasn't good enough. And I'm going to leave someone else right. Man, develop your writing skills. It's worth it. If you don't know anything about it, go to Author Speaker Academy. Join the monthly author speaker. It's 97 bucks a month. I mean, give me a break. You're good. You know, you get to be successful as an author speaker. You're going to make plenty of money. That money is not an issue for a good author speaker. Not, I'm not talking about Tony Robbins or some huge name. I'm talking about the average author speaker that hardly anyone knows, but they've got 100,000 raving fans around the world. And, uh, you know, it, 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 you're going to make plenty of money. But, Take take the time to study being a writer. It'll totally pay off. And then start writing. Every single day, write at least a little bit. Doesn't have to be a lot, just a little, but keep writing. It's worth developing that skill. A lot of skills are not worth developing, in my opinion, in this business, but that one totally is. So thanks for listening to the podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode.